If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my next guest I am so honored to have with us uh, because he's someone that has been on very uh, on all my radio properties at different times, even when I was doing a short fill-in stint for the late Frank Pastore in uh, Southern California on KKLA. Uh, he was someone that made himself available to talk about nearly every subject that he was ever asked to, <laughs> and he's done very interesting biographies in terms of books that he's published and he's always one of my favorite people to talk to but now he's got a movie coming out and it's about of all things his life hey greg good to see you hey kevin thanks for having me on great to be with you we're connected from southern california all the way to new york city and uh nice. it's amazing i love what, new york kevin been there for a while hey <laughs> um I got so much I want to ask you about because I started getting wind of Jesus Revolution probably, I don't know, two years ago when uh, Mm -hmm. it was uh, going into production. And I've been just biting at the bit to see the finished product. And it's it looks like it's going to be such a phenomenal piece of storytelling. Talk to us about how it came about and what your thoughts are now that we're in the midst of opening weekend. And I, you know, I'm last night is just a demonstration of how good it's going to be. Well, it uh, it's out in theaters. Now you can see it at a theater near you. It all started when I had a conversation with John Irwin, the director of the film. He also wrote the screenplay. He had a copy of time magazine with that psychedelic image of Jesus on the cover, Jesus revolution. I think it was 1972 And he said, I've been wanting to make a movie about this, uh, but I wanted to meet someone who was there. Well, John's a great filmmaker. He made I Can Only Imagine, I Still Believe, Woodlawn, American Underdog. And and then as time passed, he said, I want to write this story around you, your wife, when we were very young and our teens still. And then Chuck Smith and Lonnie Frisbee, two people that came together, a pastor and a hippie evangelist, and there was like nitro mint glycerin. So <laughs> the finished product, I think it's beautiful. Now, I'm biased, of course, but but I, I've heard this from so many people. They love this film. And we've shown it to test audiences, Kevin. So we've already gotten a good feedback, a sense of what people are thinking of this film. Young people love it. They connect to the young Greg and Kathy characters. Older people love it. Uh, with Chuck and Lonnie, and it's a flashback for people that were there, but it's a whole new story for people that weren't. And I think what's going on in our world right now, in scary ways, with talk of nuclear war, with the fentanyl crisis, with with the teens, a CDC report, young people depressed, especially young girls contemplating suicide, uh, then we see a ray of light with what's going on in Asbury at the um, college there. And we see young people embracing Christ. So it reminds me so much of the late 60s, early 70s, when the Jesus Revolution film took place. So Mm. things were desperate back then, and God stepped in. And we had a revolution, not the kind that the Beatles sang about, (laughs) not a political revolution, not a moral revolution. It was literally a Jesus revolution. Well, take us historically to that era, because people that didn't live on the West Coast had to find out about this in kind of repercussive waves that came across the country later. But talk about Lonnie and Chuck and even your own uh, crisscrossing with them, because this was a genuinely like watershed moment. Like you just didn't do this in church back then. Well, what we accept as normal today was really radical back then. Uh, like when we started our church 50 years ago, 
I don't know of anyone who was doing startup churches, as we call them now. Uh, They were usually established churches. So all kinds of ground was being broken. When I became a Christian at age 17, 1970, I did not understand that I'd walked into a spiritual awakening. Hmm. I was just a kid. My mom was married and divorced seven times. And the movie shows the young Greg caring for his beautiful mother, Charlene, who's a Marilyn Monroe lookalike, how he had to grow up fast. I'm speaking of him in this you know, third person, but I'm talking about the character in the film. And then how he searches through drugs, all things that I did, looking for answers. And it was almost like a process of elimination. And remember, I'm only 17, so my brain is only so big, right? (laughs) So, But in my 17-year-old brain, I thought, I know there's more to life than I'm living. It's not in the sometimes affluent lifestyle of my mother and her drinking and partying. It's not in my drug-filled choices. That's certainly empty. Where is it? And I came across a group of very outspoken Christians on my high school campus, and there was a preacher there visiting that day named Lonnie Frisbee, and he's portrayed in the film by the excellent actor and my friend, Jonathan Rumi. He also plays Jesus in The Chosen. He plays this part to perfection. Mm. And uh, and so he preached. I heard the gospel for the first time in a way I understood, and that was the day I came to Christ. So I went to Calvary Chapel, Chuck Smith, in the film played by Kelsey Grammer, an unbelievable performance. Kelsey himself says it's his greatest performance of his entire career. Wow. So, and by the way, John Irwin, the director of the film, said it's the greatest film he's ever directed. So these are what they're saying. So uh, what they're saying, rather. Um, so Kelsey, you know, is there. He has a failing church, and he meets Lonnie, this hippie evangelist, and Chuck wants to reach the young people. So he opens his heart, and he opens the doors of his building and a revival breaks out. Those of you that watch or listen, uh, I am an unapologetic uh, evangelical Christian. I love my God with all my heart. I am so grateful that the Irwin brothers had the vision for this, that Greg Laurie said, yep, I'll be involved, and that uh, people like Kelsey Grammer and uh, Jonathan Rumi are involved. Go see it this weekend. Support this film. Uh, Take your friends and use it as a conversation starter. Greg, this is one of the easy ways to open the conversation. Let's go see a movie together and then go have pizza yeah. after. Yeah, pizza. Oh, that sounds so good right now. Okay, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, because here's your conversation starter. Hey, have you heard about this movie, Jesus Revolution? No, they'll say, what's that about? Or maybe they've heard about it. Yeah. Well, it's this. And you tell them what the story is. Then you say, I would like you to come as my guest to the movie. Let's go. I'll buy your ticket. It's a great investment in the soul of a person. Here's the beautiful thing about the film, Kevin, is it's not, I'm a preacher, okay, but the movie's not a sermon. The movie's a story. It's a true story, but it has the gospel in it. But it's gritty at times. It's realistic. When we showed that life I was living before I was a Christian, we showed in a realistic way. So you can see the emptiness and futility of it. But when we get to the part where my character, Greg, played by Joel Courtney, accepts Christ, you know what's going on. We actually have the gospel in the film, even a prayer that that my character prays in the film that someone watching in the theater could pray themselves. And so we're praying that God really uses this movie, but the best thing is take people to see it and take them again, take other people the next night and more the next night. It's like an evangelistic outreach in a theater near you. (laughs) Well said, Greg Laurie, great to see you. And uh, thank you for your efforts here. And we will be praying for the best. Greg Laurie, thank you for being with us. Kevin, thanks for having me on. Kevin McCullough, coming right back.